the Freeform Stand every Sunday at 1 p.m. Parking Needles and Needles at 23rd and Folsom. The Freeform Stand and all volunteers are a project of the No Penny Opera. It's about sharing the wealth of urban farms and gardens. Making, helping making local grow fresh and nutritious organic produce accessible to all, especially those in individuals or low incomes or tight budgets. The Free Farm Stand grows food in San Francisco and distributes its it for free, we act as a gathered place in mission to encourage community growth and involvement. This effort resolved most around gathering surplus foods from neighborhood gardens, various farmer markets, community gardens, public and private fruit trees, and hosting a space where this bounty can be shared with all. We also work with produce to the people who harvest organic fruits from backyard fruit trees and public spaces and bring it yeah, out to our free farm yeah, stand yeah. for more information or if you want to help or if you have or know of a food tree that he's picking you can contact lauren with at produce to the people at produce to the people It's Friday night. It's time for Fantastics Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. Yay! I'm so excited. Everybody's here. We got David in the back, Zunzu running the ones and twos just for me's and you's. Yes! Today there's no theme, which is unusual and exciting for me because usually I force comedians to talk about certain things. But somebody left their notebook on stage. So I'd like to start with these jokes. Car accident, no insurance. That sounds like a great uh, you know, idea for a joke, because that's not funny, actually. It's a terrible thing that happens to people to not have insurance when they have a car accident. If you don't have insurance on your car, you shouldn't be driving a car. What's wrong with you? Might as well be just driving around drunk all the time. Yay! That's actually why I stopped driving a car. Is I got a DUI, and I was in DUI class, and they said, what? How are you going to never get a DUI again? And they went around the classroom and everyone had plan Bs. You know, oh, I'm going to get my friend to drive. I'm going to take the BART and then I'm going to leave my car. And I raised my hand and I said, I'm never driving again. <laughs> He's like, she's the only one with a foolproof way to never get a DUI. Yay. And I haven't. Never got another DUI. Yep, flipped my car three times once. Never going to do that again. That's why I moved to San Francisco where there's public transportation. You don't need to drive, everybody. It's lower our carbon footprint. Don't worry, I'll get funny. I won't just share like stories about myself and weird stuff like that. Ah, uh, hey, I am a feminist. That's a thing. Uh, cool. I know I don't get a lot of woos. I don't like calling myself a feminist either. It makes me kind of look like a cunt. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but knock, knock. Feminism. Feminism I can get my own fucking door, thanks. It's like the precept of feminism. It's like, I think what it was based on in the beginning, I'm not exactly sure. Uh, how I don't even know what being a feminist is anymore. It seems like now it's like shaving my pussy and then crossing my legs and taking an Instagram. I think that's the new feminism or free the nipple. There's something, there's somehow porn and feminism has come together at last. And I'm like, yay, we all win. <laughs> I feel so respected when I'm getting banged from behind now. Do you know what I mean? So respected. 
Uh, yeah, hey, Brian Blanco in the house. Yeah, my favorite, my favorite comedian who does suicide jokes. Uh, I, I love it. Yeah, I, people say, oh, how are you going to kill yourself? And I say, benzodiazepines. That's right. Two Pam family. Valium, you know, lorazepam, diazepam, malazadam. That's a great one. That's a short-living, fast-acting benzodiazepine. They give it to you when you get abortions. So I actually got it. I had my, I, I had my third abortion. And uh, yeah, it's okay. That third one's only for comic effect. I've only had two. <laughs> Uh, but so I was in for my second abortion and they gave me this drug midazolam and they're like, wow, some people talk, some people don't talk. And I was like, do people tell jokes? <laughs> like, no, that's, that's never happened before. So, uh, I only have one regret from my second abortion and that's not having an iPhone to tape my set. <laughs> it was a hot five. You guys, it was a super hot five. It was a bringer show. I left it there. <laughs> I killed, you guys. I fucking killed. And I had a good time doing it. Medazolam, my favorite drug. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Now, I love, I, I, I love abortions. No, I love my life. Therefore, I don't want to have a baby. Yay. See, I'm one of those responsible, irresponsible people. That's why I don't drive a car, because I know I'll get a DUI, because I drink on Tuesday and Wednesday and Friday and whenever I can. I love day drinking on Saturday when I'm allowed to, meaning that I don't have to babysit at night, because I am a responsible drunk. I don't do it around children, which is why I don't have them. I just get paid to hang out with them. I don't understand how people have children and they're not paid to hang out with them. I'm like, what's wrong with you? You love them and they don't pay you for it? Like what's, how, I don't understand like the thing without the money. I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, I, but I shouldn't have a baby. You don't want me to have a baby. I'm a 42 year old woman of childbearing age and uh, President 45 is getting all inside my uterus still. I'm like, wow, I had a heavy period the other day and I thought I aborted the ghost of Scalia. But no, the entire Supreme Court is still in my uterus. They, I get really bloated because their benches are so big and they have those voluminous robes and they're all inside me making decisions for what's good for my life. Yes, and all of yours. So my point is Roe v. Wade better stand because you don't want this particular 42-year-old woman of childbearing age to have a baby. Because if I do, I'm going to need to invest in some tools uh, so I can drill some holes in my boyfriend's trunk so the baby can breathe while we're hanging out at the bar. <laughs> you see, I can't afford a babysitter. I am the babysitter. So I'll put the baby in a trunk with a sleeping bag because that's safe. <laughs> no one's going to steal a baby. I wish they would, but they haven't. So then, like, it finally turns five and uh, the teacher calls me in for some stupid parent-teacher conference or whatever and they say, your child says that you love alcohol more than it. And I'm like, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka, you dumb bitch. <laughs> I did not want this kid. Why are we here? Make it stop. And it finally turns 12 and it starts doing ketamine. And I'm like, Who, who's your dealer, right? Rad, I could take you to Burning Man with me this year. We're gonna have so much fun. We're gonna actually get to know each other. It's gonna be awesome. And then at 15, it uh, teaches me something really important about cocaine usage, and that's if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. From the mouths of babes, genius! And then at 17, it finally dies from this heroin speedball cocaine overdose thing, and I'm like, 17 years old? That is the latest late-term abortion I could have ever had. It's a 17-year 
late-term abortion. It was your choice, America, to put it through rehab four times. Not mine. I didn't want to do that. Wasted taxpayer money. We could have had, uh, you know, free water in the future. Or uh, isn't water still free? Isn't that so funny that the thing that we all thought was free forever is like running out? (laughs) Everyone gets free water. Not for very long. (laughs) It's going to be fun. I can't wait for the apocalypse. Uh, Bless you. I can't wait for the apocalypse because I want to take over this really great Victorian that was built in 1876. (laughs) It's on Eddie and O'Farrell, and, uh, or Eddie and just past O'Farrell. Anyways, yeah, Eddie and O'Farrell. But it's, it's a law office. So here's the thing. Those motherfuckers, all they're going to hide up at their huge houses, and they're going out to Marin to their compounds. They're going to leave that building empty, and I'm going to live there. It's so gorgeous. It has, like, flocked wallpaper from 1906. It didn't burn down in the fire or the earthquake. Anyways, I can't wait for the apocalypse. All I need is a sniper rifleist. Uh, I don't have any guns, but I need someone on the roof. So if anybody knows anybody with guns, you're totally my man. Not to kill myself, but to kill other people who are trying to come in and and rob the beautiful house that I stole. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The way we usually start this show is I sing a funny song. If you know how it goes, sing along with me. If you don't, you'll figure it out. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. Hi, hi, hi. I got to invest in a vaporizer. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy clubhouse. You want to come to my clubhouse? Yay, yay. I'm so excited about our lineup for tonight. And your first comedian is such a funny lady. She is part of the half that does Destiny's Mom's comedy, and they do the Charm Offensive once a month at Punchline. What a great show that is. You guys are going to love her right now. Slap your hands together for Krista Faka. Thanks, Pam. Hi, everybody. Hey. How you doing? Cool. I'm tired because I believe that a girl can have it all, which is a mistake. You can't actually go drinking until three in the morning and go for a run uh, in the morning. See how both of those things happened too close together? They were both in the morning. Um, That's what I did, and I am tanking. Um, This makes me happy, though. Is that always... How do you get the money out of there? That's... (laughs) It seems a little misguided. It's, that's a very small mouth to be throwing money down, uh, down that hatch. Um, anyway, one day I guess you'll just slam it on the ground when it's worth your while to do so. Four dollars in there, guys, so let's up our game on the donations. Um, I'm doing really well. Thank you for asking. What a generous audience. Uh, I know what you're thinking. You're like, what's her secret? And I just told you... Drinking and running. But here, here is my other secret. Uh, I'm taking these supplements. My friend pointed out they're not technically supplements, but I do every morning. I take six to eight ibuprofen uh, just because I don't want to feel hungover every day. It only goes so far, though, I guess. Um, let's see. I uh, Recently at my work, we hired a scream sneezer. Anyone familiar? Yeah. 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 Fucking terrifying, right? (laughs) 
and they don't make you disclose that information. You know, they've got a box for everything on the application, but, uh, you know, no box for are you a scream sneezer. Uh, cool tip, you can just blow pepper towards someone just to find out uh, if you're ever in the position of hiring. But uh, big mistake, you know, I, uh, it's, it's terrifying. It's sort of like you're just going about your day and everything's going, ah! You know, and that's what you deal with just randomly. I mean, I had to quit drinking coffee because I was scared I was going to poop my pants at work. Um, and I don't even mind having the pee scared out of me like six to eight times a day during allergy season. Uh, would I mind? I don't want to work in moist underwear unless I'm also sexually aroused. <laughs> Is that just me? Um, he's not really my type, but just for funsies, I was like, hey, bring it in. Uh, I got to talk to you about something pretty important. My underwear all wet. And it's because of you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's part of a fun little back and forth we have. Uh, it's a game, really, that we play called How Many Times Could I Get Fired Today If We Worked at Charles Schwab? Um, it's just light sexual harassment and, uh, you know, just like little comments like that, little titty twisters, just spitting in each other's food. You know, fun, flirty stuff. Um, and... Uh, you know, then in doing research for this joke, actually, I looked up, I don't know if you are familiar with the definition of sexual harassment, but I was like, Merrick, I don't think this is actually sexual harassment. Uh, I looked up the definition. Technically, if it's really sexual harassment, one of us is supposed to be getting a better job at the end uh, of this. And he was like, oh, well, what are we doing? I was like, I think we're just hitting on each other and he was like that's disgusting because he's a gay homosexual and you know they can't lie just to be polite they're like children they don't have that social conditioning so he just let me know he thought that was disgusting um hi chris <laughs> uh yeah let's see i am uh dating again after a long dry spell slash relationship. Uh, where are you going? You look like you're going on a date. Oh, shit. What's the event? Oh, nice. Yeah, you look artsy and fancy. I hope that goes well. And are you a comic, too? Or any of you comics? No. Just hanging out? I know you're a comic. <laughs> what, you're too polite to be a comic you're apologizing for participating in the show that's always like the comics uh, sort of cross to bear is like whenever someone talks to you they're like oh god oh am I heckling now am I I'm sorry I thought are we participating no okay shut it down shut it down act cool uh, hey Brian anyway uh, just gonna try crowd work on you and then I just bailed. Um, I am trying to figure out like what people look like, you know, because that seems like fun crowd work. Like, where are you going? Like a sporty disco? Yeah. That looks like the right outfit for it. Yeah. Bedazzled, ripped denim, neon high tops, matching hair. I love it. I love it. Uh, you could go anywhere. You could go to her event. You could go home and smoke weed, which is what it sounds like you're gonna do. That's cool. 
But if you change your mind, you'd fit right in, I think, just about anywhere. Uh, I'm dating again after a long dry spell, as I mentioned. Uh, right now I'm dating a Brazilian guy. Not the hot kind, he's from Brussels. He's Belgian, little pocket Jew, little wisp of a thing, very slight man. Strong-winded, blow him right over. But uh, so sweet, the other day he said to me, he was like, do you wish I had a big dick? <laughs> I know, right? <sighs> I was like, oh my God, sweetie, no. <laughs> uh, I wish you had a medium-sized dick. <laughs> Not a size queen, but yeah. Uh, what else, I went to a spa recently. Oh, I'm the only one that likes luxury here. Okay. Uh, I like nice things. What? I'm not going to let being poor stop me. Um, I, however, I went to a med spa. If you're not going to applaud for spa, why would you get excited about a med spa, right? It sounds worse than the first thing. Med spa, short for medical spa, because they treat self-acceptance like a medical disorder. Uh, like a mental disorder. Uh, I went for one reason and one reason only. I have slash had uh, rosacea, which is actually just a side effect of alcoholism. <laughs> Your face gets flushed from drinking. Does that ever happen from smoking? Probably not, right? Yeah. Smoking seems better in general. Yeah. Do you ever get paranoid though? What if everyone turned around and looked at you and waited for your answer in the next question? <laughs> now are you paranoid? Okay. You like attention. Look at your bejazzled jeans, of course. You don't mind. <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, I also went to a Korean spa. Anyone ever been to a Korean spa? That's nice. They lay you down on like a wet table, naked. And then they just start working on you with a, like a Brillo pad. Did you have this? The, the body shampoo and then you sit up yeah and it's like you're covered and surrounded by parmesan cheese except it's not parmesan cheese it was me you know it's human cheese and then because they're a dignified people and they don't want you leaving covered in your own dairy product what they do is they throw warm milk on you at the end. It's uplifting. It's one of those things that like, if you didn't pay good money for it, you'd feel like a violation had happened. But because I paid top dollar, I was like, oh, four stars on Yelp. Uh, minus one, couldn't establish a safe word. So um, any sexual fetishes? Just a discreet... Show of hands, uh, comics, feel free to get involved. Yes? Hey, uh, did you know, did you know that, uh, do you want to choke or be ch choker or chokey? You want to be the one choking, okay. So interesting. I, did you, do you know what that's about? Because I, I actually know someone who's into choking. He said, do, do you have any clue? So he said it's a lot of times linked to whatever was going on at the time of birth. So like a choking fetish could be, you know, the doctor had to kind of pull on you to get you out of there. Like um, mama kept it tight and he had to kind of like wrestle you loose. Um, 
And then there's like latex fetishes, that's a thing. Doctor's glove. You know, it, it makes sense because when I think back, every time I've ever had an orgasm, my dad has not been there. <laughs> Which is what was going on when I was born. Uh, really just want a doctor to spank me till I stop crying. <laughs> that's, my, that's my thing. Uh, anyway, that's going to do it for me. Uh, thank you so much. Oh, now every time I go to one of those Korean spas, I'm going to think about it being like cheese. I never thought of it. It's Parmesan cheese all the way around. But you feel so soft at the end. It's like you're a new baby. Love it. Slough all that skin off. Yay, Christopher. I have um, I have to break out the pop brownies. I know you like those. Yeah, absolutely. Your next comedian isn't going to kill himself tonight because he's on a show, and I'm so excited about that. We went to high school together. We went... We graduated together the same, actually I graduated, I'm not sure if he did, because he was at this kid special school for the kids who didn't like to go to school. But we, whenever we were in the um, yearbook, we're right next to each other, because our names are very close. Benjamin and Blanca, we always shared a kitty corner or an up and down. We always touched each other somehow in the yearbook, but never in real life. Uh, he, he looks exactly the same, just with less hair. Everybody, it's Brian Blanco! for Pam one more time. You guys so awesome. I did go to high school with her and she outdid me in everything we ever did. And to this day she still is. So give it up for Pam, you guys. Running this show tonight. She's amazing. That's right. I'm Blanco and I'm a suicidal alcoholic and I did not graduate high school. That is true. Like, I went to the same high school she did. I studied really hard, and I got bad grades, and I said, fuck this, and I stopped going. And the other day, I was at a comedy show. This girl walked up to me and was like, no way, you're Brian Blanco. I went to high school with you. And I was like, no way, you were there that day, too? This is great. Let's have a reunion. But like, here's the thing, like, I went to sc like high school and I was a bad student. Like, that's why, I, like, I was kind of smart, I guess. <laughs> but I was just, I did not take that shit seriously because my favorite band in high school, some of you might be old enough to remember them, Pink Floyd. They were the greatest band ever, and I'd drive to school and just be like, we don't need no education. And I'd walk into class and be like, hey, teachers, leave us kids alone. And can you believe my teachers told me I was never going to amount to nothing? That's fucked up, right? But it turns out I'm a visionary, like Nostradamus or Steve Jobs. I can see the future, because I would look at my teachers and be like, when do I ever need to learn how to read or write? And that's why I love my smartphone, because I could just send you a GIF or an emoticon or a picture. That means I was right and all my teachers were wrong. I never did need to learn how to read or write. <laughs> Fuck you, Mr. Hatch. <laughs> Like, that's the thing. Smartphones only make you stupid if you're already smart. <laughs> right? For me, it's a gift. Yeah, I can win any argument I want. <laughs> I'm only going to read half the article, but me and Google got this. 
Did you have Mr. Hatch in high school? Dude, in case you guys don't know, Mr. Hatch was the PE coach, okay? And like he had to like be a real teacher, so they sent him to teach the dumb kids math. And that was my teacher, Mr. Hatch. And me and that guy had a fucking rivalry for years. But I'll tell you this, you guys, I'd like to tell you guys a story about bullies. Okay, I was bullied in school because of the fact that I don't tell a lot of people, I was born deaf. Okay, and it sucked because like they did some kind of surgery on me and I was able to hear. But I went, like it was up until about the age 15 when I stuttered and lisped. So everything I would say would come out really wrong. <laughs> and so I was like, they put me in school in special classes. Okay, and I had to ride the short bus on the way to school. Okay, and I don't know if you guys understand, like, you guys might think, like, kids on a regular bus are bullies. Dude, you should have seen the kids on that fucking bus. Right, dude, oh my God. Dude, you understand, right? Fucking awful, dude, to this day. Dude, like, I'm just like, I got twitching and f issues from being on that little bus. Like, and the meanest kid of all was Deaf Danny. Okay, and he hated me because I could actually hear now. Okay, and he would just come up behind me and snap his fingers and make loud noises and scare me. Like, because Deaf Danny was a bully with a sense of irony. <laughs> Right? But there was one kid on the bus that bullied me more than anybody else. Okay, I remember his name to this day, Andre Elgazar. He was a fucking dick. And my hero was Robin Williams <laughs> when I was growing up. There used to be a show called Mork from Ork. Right? You guys remember Mork and Mindy, right? Dude, it was the shit. I saved up frosted flakes boxes for a whole summer to get Robin Williams suspenders, just like Mark from Ork, okay? And I wore them to school one day because I was a fucking nerd, but I was seven, and I thought my Mark from Ork stickers were cool, dude. Like, I had, like, bling, I had little pins and everything. Dude, so one day I get on the bus, and Andre Elgazar is just letting me have it big time. And he's like, oh, here comes Brian. And then he starts making fun of my suspenders, right? And he's like, this is 1981. And he looks at me directly and goes, Robin Williams is a fag. And I couldn't take it anymore. He had been bullying me all summer long. And finally, I couldn't take it. I was like, hey, listen, you can make fun of me. You can make fun of my lisp. You can make fun of my stutter. But nobody makes fun of Mork from Ork. <laughs> When this bus stops, we're getting off and we're going to fight. <laughs> Fuck. I forgot to tell you guys the most important st part of the story. Okay, the guy that bullied me, Andre, was a little person. <laughs> okay, that's true shit. You can't make that up. I got bullied by Andre the Dwarf. <laughs> Okay, and I didn't give a fuck. I called him out. I was going to fight this fucker, and that bus stopped, and we got off, and we were going to fight, and I went at him, and I was like, I'm going to kick, 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 kick your ass, and I went to punch him, and he just caught my hand with, like, these powerful little fingers, okay, and he wrestled me back, did some kind of move where he pulled my hand behind my back, and he made me scream, Andre is a boss. <laughs> Dude, and I did it. 
And every day in school, whenever I saw him, I had to look at him and say, Andre is a boss. So the moral of this story is I lost the fight with my high school, with my childhood bully. And 25 years old later, I'm not even allowed to call him a midget. <laughs> this fucking guy, what I'm trying to say is I curl up in the fetal position now when I watch Game of Thrones. Like, to this Andre Elgazar was a bully and an asshole and fuck him. And kudos for us for riding that short bus because we're tough fucking people. <laughs> That is great. Fuck yeah, you guys. Give it up for everybody that's been bullied. Right? Dude, that's fucking dope. You guys are you guys are awesome over there. Thank you for coming to our show. Um, I gotta know what how do you three relate to each other? Brother, sister, boyfriend, girlfriend, high school friends? We're waiting on Mike. Oh, I was about to ask if you guys were with her, but I just found out about Mike. <laughs> Mike's coming. And by the way, young lady, you are beautiful. You must cross your legs. <laughs> I am getting a great show up here that I do not deserve to have. Only Mike is supposed to see what I'm seeing right now. <laughs> Oh my God, I don't know what to do with myself. I'm a 40-year-old man that's single. <laughs> and I made it to 40 years old. I have no children, I'm not in any debt, and I don't have any STDs. <laughs> but I can't date within my age group because I feel like every woman I meet is like, don't worry, Brian, I'm gonna change all that for you. <laughs> <laughs> right, like dating when you're all your single, sir. What year were you born? 1967. Holy fuck, you're older than me and look younger than me. Fuck yeah, dude. Give it up for 1967. He was conceived in the summer of love. Hell yeah. Like that is fucking so cool. Like, we're are you? You said you're a single man, right? No. No, you're married. This is your wife. <laughs> Fuck yeah, your girlfriend. Hell yeah. How long have you guys been together? Uh, 17 years. 17 years. Holy shit. I'm still trying to get a relationship that lasts longer than three. I got to ask you, what's the secret to 17 years of marriage? Find the right one. Holy shit. I have never been more depressed. <laughs> At this moment, like, I have never been able to find love, so congratulations, you guys. That is a beautiful thing. Like, I'm so single that the last wedding that I went to, they made me sit at the kids' table. <laughs> That's real shit. Like, they made me sit at the kids' table, and so after that, I decided I would join an online dating service. Okay, and they guaranteed me $40 I would pay, and they would give me three dates. Okay, and at the end of the third date, I didn't even get a kiss. Right after everything I did for her, I picked her a flower, I chipped in on gas, I paid for some of her dinner <laughs> at Denny's. Like, it was her birthday, but I tried, right? Like, but I knew I was about to have a midlife crisis when the online dating service gave me a refund. 
Like, for real. Like, my self-esteem is so low right now. When I find out a woman's attracted to me, I lose all respect for her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, you guys have been a great audience. I'll leave you guys with a fun thought. Okay, I love San Francisco because this is the most politically correct fucking city in the world, right? We accept everybody here. And I read half an article on Facebook the other day about this dude, Christopher Columbus, right? He's a very vilified figure in history. But there's two facts about medieval Spain where Christopher Columbus comes from that you got to know. One is they would burn you at the stake if they thought you were gay. Right, that's fucked up. The second fact is everyone thought the world was flat. So there was one super progressive dude living in medieval Spain that was just like, listen boys, we are not going to take it anymore. <laughs> we are all going to get on this boat and we are going to keep sailing and sailing and who knows what we find. <laughs> like I Googled it, there was not one woman on any of those boats. Right? Like, if you don't know what I'm trying to say, later on, Google a picture of Christopher Columbus and tell me that dude doesn't look like a total power bottom. <laughs> <laughs> like, he named those boats the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Like, what could be more fabulous than that? Like, Christopher Columbus might not have been sure whether or not the world was flat, but he was damn sure it wasn't straight. <laughs> Like, that dude didn't set out, he didn't want to find dry land or any bullshit like that. He wanted to create the world's first gay cruise liner. <laughs> All right, you guys, thank you very much for having me tonight. I didn't do a single joke about suicide. Uh, I too was bullied um, in my youth. I was a portly child. I was uh, lar larger than I am now. Probably as a child, I was probably this, maybe the same weight. And they would, they, the kids, they were so mean. And so one time, I threw a brick through a window. <laughs> oh, they were all changing clothes and yelling at me, "Fatty, fatty, too big for her. I can't get through the kitchen door." And I was like, "I can't take it anymore." And I ran out the back and I got a brick and I threw it through the window. And this is the best part. The teachers came in. What happened? What happened? They all covered for me. And for the rest of my time, everyone thought I was a badass. You only have to fuck with bitches once and they are afraid for life. One brick. All right. Your next comedian. I love this new little accoutrement you have on your wheelchair. This is super awesome. This is so amazing. She has a new little thingy that... It's a new toy and it makes it so much easier for her to be able to be as hilarious as she is. Everybody clap your hands wildly right now for Jade Terrio! Yeah. Pam's like, Pam's like, thank God. Thank the fuck God. Oh Lord. Uh, my aunt is in the audience. See if you can guess which one she is. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll give you a hint. She's sitting next to the to the single-looking guy, <laughs> uh, um, who's also my uncle. Okay, family, family time. Uh, in honor of my family being here, I'm gonna not face them, <laughs> and they're just gonna have to listen, which they could have done on the radio. 
Hello, my name is Jade. That stands for just another disabled entertainer. That's right. That's right. That's what we're good for. Entertaining you. Now you have a reason to stare and not feel bad about it. Right? Feels good, huh? Yeah, how's it feel? How's it feel? Oh man, I'll tell you where it started. It all started back in high school as well. I first got on stage, my buddy told me to break a leg. He said, break a leg, you got this. So, I did that. I broke my legs. It was the best decision I ever made. Now I have a gimmick. <laughs> now I have a purpose. Now I have a reason. I'm so happy to be here. I took Bart here. I love Bart. I really do. I, I got on the train. A lovely gentleman got up and offered me his seat. <laughs> I'm like, I got a seat, man. I'm good. Sit down. No, I do like Bart. I, I, I like Bart. I like how the Bart map is situated right above the handicapped parking space. Because now people have a reason to stare above me after I catch them looking right at me. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh. Okay, you know, it's like, it, I, feel, I feel good for them. It relieves me that they had an out. It relieves me. Okay. Let's see. So I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start my set now. I just wanted to get those out of the way. Those, those. I wanted to let you know how I got here. I'm looking for a volunteer. Um, if anyone wants to volunteer, would you like to volunteer? Sure. Okay. Do you know what a baby Bjorn is? A baby Bjorn. Do you know what a baby Bjorn is? Okay. Does someone do? Yeah, do, does somebody want to say what a baby Bjorn is? I feel like that. Sorry, what, what what is it? I I don't know. It's like um, it's like a little strap contraption you can use to carry a baby. So it's not a baby bear. No, it's just a baby. Yeah, it's like a baby backpack. Right. I just wanted to make sure because I I've heard that word and I wasn't sure. Um, so, so you're gonna, you're gonna wear one, and I'm gonna sit in it, <laughs> and when the apocalypse hits, I'm just gonna ride it out on your back, okay? Can we go hiking for practice? Yeah, well, we are hiking, because this might be, like, next week. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose my insurance, so, yeah, this might be, like, tomorrow. <laughs> so I'm gonna get your number after, and then we'll, we'll arrange this. This will be good. Thank you. But Thank you. I do. I might not be a very good choice for that. <laughs> well, I've got I've gotten a lot of volunteers say they're into it and then back out. So I'm. No, I'm. You know. I'm, I'm down. I'm uh, down. Yeah. See, I like your confidence. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not super strong. I do use a cane like 30% of the time. So. Well. Um, probably. What if you drag me? Can you can you drag me? Yeah. Like through the dirt. I've got long hair. I've got long hair. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. yeah. We'll make it work. All right. All right. Good. I mean, I'm worried. I'm worried, dude. I'm getting worried 
I'm tired of the fucking cops fucking shooting people and putting them in wheelchairs. I think some of them are starting to feel bad because now they're ripping people back out of their wheelchairs and throwing them on the ground. And uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know why they do that. They're just like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know? So sorry. I don't know. It must feel nice to finally be treated like equals. Must feel nice to go from being wheelchair bound to being actually bound on the ground. Oh, edgy. Edgy. That wasn't edgy. That was just a trick. I know why they do it. I know why the cops do it. I know why. Two reasons. Number one, they want our wheelchairs. <laughs> they want them. They want to have them. Why? Because this is the era of wheelchairs. There ain't going to be wheelchairs in 10 years. Or we're going to get euthanized. So this is the era for wheelchairs. So they're going to get them while they can. And that way they have them. Reason number two is nobody likes old people. So when they're in the nursing home and the lady's like, sir, do you have a support system? The old cop can be like, well, I got my wheelchair. And then they're good. They got their wheelchair back in 17 when they were kicking people out of their wheelchairs. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. I just, I know that's how it's going to go. And that's all I had. I'm worried. I'm worried about my well-being. I really am. I, like, I know, okay, I know the obvious. Like, I know what would happen if I got hit by a car, I would die. But sometimes I wonder what would happen if I got hit by a bike. <laughs> like, I think the joke's on the bike, right? <laughs> I think I'm going to be okay. I kind of want to try it. I think I'm going to try it soon. <laughs> and I'm going to film it. Okay, I do try to cheer myself up. I really do. I, I like watching documentaries. I was watching a documentary the other day about a disabled man and his life. Showed him getting up in the morning. And I thought, wow, that's a lot like my morning routine. Except I don't have a Sarah McLaughlin song in the background. <laughs> and I knew, I fucking knew that's what I needed. That's what was going to get me through the day. Just someone who can wipe my ass and sing In the arms of the angel Fly away I want it to be done that well, too. Just like that. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd still, I still get sad. You know, documentaries don't always help. I get mad, you know? I get jealous. I don't like hot girls. I don't like seeing them everywhere. I get jealous. I don't understand it. I knew a hot girl in high school. <laughs> and she got kicked in the face by a horse. Bro broke her entire fucking face. Just shattered it. Until this day, she's still really hot. <laughs> and I, I just don't understand it. I really don't. really don't. Don't know what I'm doing wrong. I'm a Sagittarius, I'm part horse. <laughs> and I know I'm part horse, 
Because there's always like a fly chilling on my face somewhere, you know? I'm, I'm always, I'm always trying to get it off, you know? Just like, up, up, up. That was a horse impression. I don't know if you got that. Nobody ever gets that. I don't know why they can't see my, my outstanding horse inside me. That sounded wrong. That's okay. It's fine. Enough about me. I'm, I'm boring. I'm, I think I'm gonna make an outrageous claim. I think it's time. We are living in a time of fascism. And I think it's time to figure out who's on top. Who's, who's the real thing. So I'm just gonna say it. I think that disabled people are the superior race of people. That's right, and I really believe that, I really do. I think eugenics got it wrong, and that is because you will all become one of us one day. If you're not already, you're all gonna be fucking wheelchairs, missing an arm, schizophrenic because you like mushrooms on your pizza. Because <laughs> yeah. there's only gonna be two outcomes. You either die, or you get disabled and then you die. <laughs> That's it. That's all there is. Yep. And so disability is at stage right before death, right before time stops and your questions are answered and the universe wraps you in its arms for the rest of eternity. I'd say that makes us pretty fucking superior. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> Wouldn't you agree? Wow. One more minute. I was supposed to do one more minute. Thank you, brethren and sistren, for coming, and dis disability folk. I have a dream. Not like Martin Luther King had a dream. I'm not appropriating. <laughs> I had a dream, and I still have a dream, that the venue will get sold out only because there's too many wheelchairs in the room. <laughs> and the venue only makes like 20 bucks, 30 bucks. But there's like no more room for anyone in here. <laughs> Just kidding. I think I want Mutiny to succeed. That was that was a lie. Um, <laughs> please donate. And then they always pass around the tip jar after I go up, so it might be a good <laughs> thing to do. All right, all right. Thank you, Pam. All right. Jade, everyone. Just another disabled entertainer. Not just another. She is amazing. Thank you for being here. Your, uh, your next comedian is actually, he's been running the door all night. And he has a very special show tomorrow night. It's a very special show every Sunday from 2 to 4 called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. But tonight, tomorrow night he's doing a very special one, Watching the Godfather. Uh, you can donate and you can listen to him be hilarious. But right now, you can hear his jokes. Clap your hands together for Mike Spiegelman! Yay! Hi. Uh, my name is Mike Spiegelman. Hi, how are you guys doing? Uh, I, I do have a show tomorrow, and I, I was watching The Door. Uh, but... Uh, uh, so I want to thank you guys. I, I know that's uh, I know people listening are probably didn't realize I, I was doing the door, but now that they realize that, uh, you guys are all connected with the with the actual audience. So, but uh, it's all right. That's good because I like I like to have a handicap when I perform. I want people to be like, I gave that guy money and now he's going to go on stage. So I want I want that. So, uh, so first off, I like to get a mulligan from this set. <laughs> 
uh, to push my golf analogies. Uh, anyway, hi, my name is Mike Spiegelman, and it's great to be here. Uh, I did bring my joke book uh, up here. Uh, don't worry, I can't read my handwriting. But I, I, uh, I have this joke book. Uh, most, most comedians don't bring their joke book on stage. But uh, the reason why, and I have a very good reason why, but the reason why I brought my joke book on stage is that in case during the performance I think of a joke, I want to write it down because I'll probably forget it. And I, I want to get that moment in there. And I'll, I'll, I'll even say it out loud. And um, I really do, like, it's hard for me to write on a phone because uh, I just... Uh, I just want to kill myself, but I, I like writing in, uh, on these little books, and uh, actually I keep a lot of, uh, I keep a, uh, I don't keep a journal, I keep a, a diary, and, uh, which is great, because uh, it really changes your life when you actually write about your life. It really kind of just sets, sets your, your focus, and you get to the point where, like I even dream about my, my day, because I had written it down, which makes my dream journal redundant. You know, I'm just like, see diary. <laughs> I do keep a, a lot of uh, books, and I'm actually, uh, I'm very excited that I, uh, oh, by the way, I, I don't read. I don't read. I, uh, I, I only go to the library to shower. <laughs> I, I do uh, write books, and I actually, uh, Mike Spiegelman's uh, Rules of Comedy, uh, which is uh, Colin, the Rule of Three, and it's a nine-volume book uh, series. And let me tell you, the first volume is pretty funny. Uh, and the, the second volume is just kind of a callback to the first volume. And then the third volume ties in the first and the second volume, and it really kind of sends it home. And then the fourth volume just kind of rephrases everything for the third volume, and it wasn't really necessary. And then the fifth volume, it really isn't necessary. It just kind of kills the mood. But by the sixth volume, it's a little funny. Seventh volume just kind of derails it. And then there's the eighth volume. Volume nine. I, I don't know why I said that. I do like, I, I prefer reading comic books over uh, actual books because, well, here's my problem about comic books is that there's two types of bubbles when people talk. There's a speech bubble and there's a thought bubble. And uh, <clears throat> I respect people's privacy. So when I see the thought bubble, I don't read it. <laughs> You know, it's none of my fucking business what Captain America is thinking. You know, he's got to go and he's got to fight Hydra. And he doesn't, I don't really need to. And they, uh, but with books, right? Like you're reading it and there's a quotation mark and it's like a to coin toss, right? Because it could be talking or it could be a thought. So I'm just like, come on, I hope you say this out loud. And then it's like, no, he was thinking that. Oh, it was none of my business. I shouldn't really, I don't even... You know, did you guys know that the Mile High Club and Let's Fuck in the Public Bathroom While Kids and Parents Wait Outside and Hear Everything Club is the same club? <laughs> you soulless sexaholics. Sorry, I didn't. Uh, you know, but uh, I really do. I'm not, it's not that it doesn't sound sexy. I mean, there's some crazy things that are sexy. Like, I don't know. Like, I was really into the whole Carl's Jr. Bikini Girls Eating Hamburger advertise campaign that they had. And I really started going to uh, Carl's Jr. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, the moment Trump got uh, elected and their CEO winds up, he was a wife beater, like a really bad wife beater that was on uh, fucking Donahue, Oprah. 
Uh, and that was suddenly the key. Then he had to resign from uh, Carl's Jr. And suddenly Carl's Jr. changed their campaign. And they're like, we're no longer have bikini girls eat burgers. And I'm like, why, do, why am I shaped this way, you fuckers? I committed to it. I wanted another commercial. I'm a jack-in-the-box guy. I have no fight. I have no dog in the uh, Carl's Jr. Uh, controversy. I, I was over at Jack in the Box and I said, hi, I would like a munchie box. And they said, we don't have any munchie boxes. I said, well, just give me something comparable. And they punched me in my stomach. <laughs> but I saved $2.39, which I really do appreciate, which is a great bargain. I went to, let me tell you something. Every time I go to Civic Center, I see a needle. Not judging. Gotta well, always check the sidewalk when you walk, right? So I, I took my first, first photograph of a needle yesterday, but I did not put it on social media. I am not the avatar for that. I, it's not my calling to point this shit out. But I took a photo. And uh, this morning on the platform, there was a couple shooting each other up. The woman was shooting uh, the guy up. And this is not the first time I've seen that on that platform at Civic Center. First time I've seen it without my daughter with me, but that's another story. Uh, but, you know, whatever. I have to tell her, watch your step. And uh, so I went to a uh, farmer's market in Oakland, and I had all these, these fruit. And anyway, I left it on the BART on the way back here. Uh, so, and I do think there's some receipts, some dispensary receipts in there so my name is there and they're gonna see like if i'm a sativa guy or like an indica guy it's not it's nobody's business all right they're gonna fucking hack and they'll be like you're a sativa guy i'll be like my identity has been stolen i'm indica hybrid all right before i start sorry i, I actually have a really funny joke and i just want to get to that page so i can call it a night uh you guys are a great crowd did i mention that no you know, so anyway, I, uh, oh, yeah, give yourself a round of applause. That's so cool. You know, I, uh, I, I, I just want to mention there's a company now in, in the Bay Area called Zoom. Not Zoom. God bless Zoom. But Zoom with an M. And they have pizza serving robots, delivery robots, that will be serving pizza. And uh, I grew up in New Jersey. So let me just tell you that East Coast pizza delivery robots are fucking better than fucking California <laughs> pizza delivery robots. Get the fuck out of here and shit. Uh, and I will also say that this opens up a great revenue, a great business opportunity, Shark Tank, if you're listening to this podcast, of vegetarian hunting, right? You get these robots with some uh, cheese pizzas on them and you send them out in the woods. Maybe you spray like scent of fox on them if you have some dogs. And then you get some vegetarians on horses and they hunt those robots. <laughs> and then they have vegetarian cheese pizza maybe vegan pizza right we could cover that okay that's why i have my notebook because i wanted to say that uh you know what i i mean like my big beef is with Domino's, and i, I do think that, like if you watch if you guys watch fast food commercials like i do you know that those guys actually said our pizza sucks and we changed it and i have to say wow you're so on point your pizza does suck like the first time I got a Domino's pizza, I got an extra large cheese. I took a bite into it. I go, they must have the biggest microwave pizza to fucking heat this microwavable pizza, right? Like it must be like 14 inches wide like that and they put it in there. 
It was just uh, terrible. And every time I called Domino's Pizza, like, I, I don't know what an app is. I know, I mean, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not, ha I don't, ha I like to watch commercials about fast food, but I'm not going to have a fast food app on my phone. I'm not going to say, like, I just caved into McDonald's on my phone. I don't need to put, but I, uh, <clears throat> we were talking about fast food? No, kidding. <laughs> I just lost the rails on that, which is fine. I called up Domino's Pizza one time. That's what I'm trying to say. And they said, hello, thank you for calling Domino's, home of America's best delivered wings. Would you like some buffalo wings? I said, no. They go, well, why don't you want any buffalo wings? I go, I don't hear the word chicken in that sentence. <laughs> and they go, you know, no, 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 buffalo, Domino's Pizza buffalo wings has no chicken in it. It's just old pizza crust covered in honey barbecue sauce with some celery sticks and a little package of uh, ranch dressing. I said, that's kind of cool with celery sticks. They go, actually, it's old pizza crust covered in celery cue sauce. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I miss celery cue sauce. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? All right, before I start, I, uh, you guys are a really good crowd. I do want to mention that tomorrow night we are doing it. It's a fundraiser. Uh, if you listen to Mutiny Radio, it's 8 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Uh, we are going to uh, watch The Godfather on YouTube. Uh, if, so you have to pay for Godfather. So while you're going to pay for The Godfather, we also want you to throw in five bucks to PayPal via the donate button at mutinyradio.fm and call it a charity. And then we're going to post the actual episode and charge you guys more money. So I think that's kind of a good deal. I'm Mike Spiegelman. Thank you, guys. Bye. Uh, hey, all right. Uh, I was going to tag off something you said, and now I can't remember. And I'm not even high anymore, stoned, like we usually are, the sativa and the... So confused. Oh, it was about your pizza thing, and you talked about vegans. Um, I have an idea on how to save vegans. I don't know if you guys give a fuck about vegans. Um, they eat vegan cheese, which isn't cheese. It's made of cashews, which is just not real. It doesn't melt. It's a pile of shit. So I figured out a way to save the vegans. And um, has anyone had a baby in here? No? Okay, well, I, can't, I can't pump your breast milk, but one thing that people do when they have a baby and they like to drink again is they pump and dump and they take that breast milk, that delicious breast milk, and they throw it down the drain because they're worried about the alcohol in it and giving it to their baby. Now, what I say is you give that breast milk to me and I'm going to make cheese out of it <laughs> because vegans will breastfeed their children, right? Because no animals were harmed in the getting of this wonderful milk. So when we make it into cheese, we save all the vegans. I want to make a billion dollars. I especially want to get like weird breast milk from like Indonesia or something and see if I can make like lemongrass breast milk, you know? And then in Ireland, they drink a lot of Guinness and maybe eat some garlic and it's like garlic breast milk beer cheese. Is no one else totally down on this? I'm like, I want to eat the fondue. I want to get on it right now. Your next comedian. Man, he's on it. He had to drive all the way from Sacramento to be here for you guys. That is amazing. So clap your hands even harder. Everyone, for William Island! Yay! It could never be the same. So uh, for this time I, that I decided to come to Mutiny, uh, the first time I met Pam, she, it was during the finals, the NBA finals. You were fantastically drunk. <laughs> Like, fantastically. Like, she told, she had a great set, but a lot of it was like, as, as, but, as, uh. <laughs> It was great. I enjoyed the shit out of it. So, in, in commemoration of the first time I've been here, I got fantastically drunk 
There we go. So everyone, make some noise if you're drinking tonight. Oh, so make some noise if you're smoking tonight. Make some noise if you're sweating a little too much between your legs right now. There we go. Thank you. I don't get excited for much. I'm sorry. How's it going over there, guys? You don't look excited for my set at all? You're extre- I'm extremely excited. That's cool. I don't get excited for anything anymore because uh, I once had a girl leave me because during sex I told her she was taking it like a champ. Yeah, that turned... Have you ever been too excited for something before? And everyone kind of goes, nothing? No? Okay. <laughs> exactly. I don't, don't get excited about that joke. Uh, anyone here uh, hang out outside elementary schools? <laughs> <laughs> Just me. Uh, well, I'll, I'll give you a tip at the very, at the very least. See? Nice little hiccup there. Um, don't tell a cop you're just trying to feel young again. <laughs> Don't. I mean, he's going to have more questions after that. But my thing is, like, I'm just, I'm just trying to get, you know, back to childhood. I remember Tag, like, trying to run down a rusty playset, realizing how fat you are at, like, eight years old. is not, you know. And uh, anyone... Um, but I'm really just watching just to see how kids play now. Does anyone remember like Guts? Like uh, Wild and Crazy Kids? Or like uh, Le- Legends of the Hidden Temple, maybe? Yeah? Yeah, fit the, fit the 90s kids stuff, right? But I'm just saying like, I still kind of want to strangle those kids that couldn't put the Shrine of the Silver Monkey together. <laughs> it's base torso head, right? Like base torso head, base torso head, base torso head. The autism was supposed to make you smarter, but <laughs> that's just me. Um, I'll actually apologize. I'm wearing a shirt with parrots on it because I'm getting fatter, and I figure I could graduate to a Tommy Bahama after 20 more pounds. Uh, but can I ask you something, man? And I don't mean this to be an insult. I like being fat. Do you like being fat? Yeah? What's your favorite part about it? Two in the morning getting some like carne asada fries, right? Oh, yeah, some whiskeys and so, and then you go back and drink some more. Yeah. I like this guy. <laughs> Man, I like being fat, but like I kind of got to lose weight. I realize like a little bit, and the biggest thing is shirts that I get at Christmas. It's not like a big deal. This is like a first world problem, but. It's like, if I get another medium t-shirt at Christmas, I'm going to fucking lose it. I'm going to be like, you realize the only thing I'm going to get out of this is like a jerk-off rag. <laughs> I'll tell my parents and be like, uh, they're going to get indignant. Like, the joke would end there if they didn't get indignant, but they're going to say, well, well, you're so hard to shop for on the holidays. I'm like, it's bullshit. Look at me. <laughs> That's neglect. <laughs> Come on. You gotta, you gotta tell yourself, Grandma offed herself because of this shit. <laughs> Seriously, she didn't have breast cancer. She cut her tits off so she could breathe in the fucking t-shirts you got her for Christmas. <laughs> I'm not an empathetic person. I'm sorry. 
like uh are there any activists in the room i realize this is like the set just this guy what's your name man mike mike, mike what evans, evans? <laughs> i'm gonna take that down i'm putting you on a list i'm just kidding but i'm not an activist i have a lot of friends who are protesters too i kind of think it's a waste of time mostly because they got mechanisms for that shit. they can deal with you guys you know what i mean so i'm an inactivist my laziness affects social change. <laughs> like, uh, like that, here's an example. Like, uh, I could have totally saved that kid in the park from getting mauled by that pit bull, right? No, 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 I was right there. But Little Nacho's death brought this community together in a way a bake sale never could, all right? <laughs> he clapped for that. He's the only activist here. I, I feel like I got good credit for that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. It's gonna get worse. I'll, I'll apologize preemptively, I swear. I'm sorry. <laughs> now here we go. Uh, anyone here have a Kickstarter? Good. Seriously, don't spend money on Kickstarter. Like, I love comics, because comics at least understand at a base level, we're frauds. We're just coming up here telling, telling you that. Nothing I'm saying means anything. I'm, I'll do anything for some, for some spotlight. Seriously, we're frauds. <laughs> but the people on Kickstarter don't know that. <laughs> right? They don't. No, I don't want to fund your comic book about a, a real American superhero who's just like a dude in a helmet. No, I don't. No, I don't want to fund your travel. I don't want to fund you doing a bike ride through the Middle East. That's dangerous. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't want to fund your travel. Like, let's put it this way. The people who every other person turned down, including Shark Tank, that's where they go for money. <laughs> These people are so, they're this, it's the same kind of confidence as people who buy new Air Jordans or some J's for their six-month-old baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do you think your kid's going to get laid in those shoes? <laughs> Not after I dunk on his poser ass. <laughs> Seriously, you think that kid's gonna get any stats? I'm gonna triple-double him. You got nothing. He comes up for a layup, I'm gonna lay him down. Nap time, bitch. Seriously, I'd take that kid straight to the hole if it didn't sound so sexual. I got two more things to tell you guys. Uh, one of them, the first one, it's a story about faith. Anyone have faith in the room? Yeah? I mean, uh, let's say the pagan all-god. Let's go with that, right? I'm not a neo-pagan. I'm actually kind of where... I, I, don't, I don't think about it, to be honest. But until this happened, it was actually in elementary school. I'm not a cool person. Very, a very not a cool person. I think the uh, Smash, Mouth al uh, Smash Mouth album, Fushu Mang, is pretty, pretty solid still. <laughs> Holds up. Like, the coolest I've been was the lead singer of a ska band. No joke. Seriously. Never mind. I've been so uncool, I was actually bullied by a Down Syndrome kid in, in elementary school. No kidding. Like, I was kind of terrorized by him. But you know what? Praise be. Praise be to that guy up there. You know why? Because he helped me through these tough times. When I said, God, he beats me up every day. 
I have no strength to beat him. What do I do? And he said, listen, William, my son, your impression of him is much better than his impression of you. <laughs> I said, oh my God, thank you. So I went through it. I took his advice and my life has been better ever since. The next, oh, you clapped for that, thank you. <laughs> you were drunk last time. I was like, come on, she couldn't really like my material. <laughs> but I'll continue. So I asked him the next night, I was like, God, how did I do it? He said, you did fantastic, my son. And I was like, well, how did Chris do? Like, how did he sound? And he goes, mm, a little retarded. <laughs> Thank you. That's the end of that joke. I have one more thing to say to you guys. I said some terrible things tonight, but I at least want to say one thing that's a little bit, you know, compassionate in a sense. Do you guys know what other kin are? No one? Does any, can I get a raise of hands? You do? Other kin. Or like dragon kin or like spirit kin, wolf kin. There's a lot of, I, I saw a documentary like three years ago and I haven't stopped thinking about it. So other kin, for the people who don't know, are like a transgender individual, but the line isn't gender that's crossed. It could be anything. It could be a rock or a wolf or <laughs> Deadpool. <laughs> there is a fiction kin, it's a real thing. I'm not shitting you. So you can, you, that's, that's where it, the line crosses. On all, lev on all levels except physical, I identify as Wonder Woman or whatever it would be. But I'm Arborkin, which means I identify as a tree. So whether or not it was fun to watch a, a stand-up as a tree do some comedy for you, you guys are going to fucking love watching me leaf. <laughs> Thank you, I'm Will Island. It's true, that night I was super drunk. It was, I was, it was, it was bad. We started the show late, we went long. I was, don't remember any of it. Oh, that's so, oh, I'm so sorry, you lost sales? Okay, good. Yeah, that weed fudge was good that time. I actually have a bag of brownies I can pass around uh, at this point. Your next comedian, wow, this guy. Well, I'll bring, I'll bring it out. They're, the, they're behind your awesome friends that you brought. Yay! Who have an event later, and she's going to be amazing at 111 Minute. Everyone should go to that if you have to party later. Yay! I'm too old to party that late. I'm like, I'm going to eat food and sleep and smoke a little weed like you are. I'm like, but you said you want to do later. I'm like, fuck yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Uh, but right now, we're going to laugh really, really hard because your next comedian... I actually believe that he is the uh, aborted soul of my, or he's the reincarnated soul of my first abortion in 1995. <laughs> my my ex-husband was actually black, and so in 95 we had to have an abortion because I was 20 and I just we were in college, and so your next comedian was born in that year, and I like to think that he's my invisible comedy son <laughs> that I always wanted and never had. But he's alive and it's so great. He has a show every Sunday here from 10 to midnight called Old Soul Radio. Put your hands together for Mike Evans Jr. Yay! Okay. Um, that's my favorite joke about me, easily. Thought about being an aborted kid. Um, somebody say, hey, we want some pussy. When I say Jesus was, y'all say black. Jesus was? Black. Jesus was? Black. Okay. All right. We're all on the same page. <laughs> now, me and uh, 
me and God's relationship is kind of petty, in my opinion. It's kind of fucked up. Like, every time I litter, like, in a park or a fucking lake, the next morning I wake up, just bumps all over my dick. I don't know how that's fair. You know how God works in mysterious ways, but, like, I only have one dick. Do you know how many lakes and fucking parks there are? There's... It just doesn't seem fair, God, that's all I'm saying. Like, my girlfriend hates me. You know how hard it is to explain that to her? We were in the bedroom this morning. She's throwing shoes at me and shit. I'm like, baby, don't you believe in God? Hold on. Like, just wait a minute. Nah, she's, uh, she's Chinese. My, um, that's it's true. My girlfriend is Chinese. It's, uh, it's pretty fun. But it, uh. It sucks, though, a little bit. It sucks for three reasons. One, because I already kind of look like Dave Chappelle, so to also have an Asian girlfriend doesn't help me out. But two, when you're a black guy who dates someone outside your race, every black guy that sees you two in public thinks they can fuck your girlfriend. It's real shit. There's, you know, there's like the camaraderie when you say what's up to another black guy. You're like, hey, what's going on? When you're with a girl that's not black, they look at you like, nigga. You better watch where you stay. <laughs> it's fucked up. My dad looks at her like that. I don't appreciate that. Uh, that guy. I feel like my dad... <laughs> I feel like there was any chance that my dad wasn't my real dad. He'd be juiced to go on the Maury show. Have you ever... Have you ever seen the Maury show where it's like... They just talk so much shit about the kid that's like behind the screen. Right? They're like, look, this, this little kid's ugly as fuck. Whose nose is that? That's not my fucking nose. Turns out it's his kid. I feel like that's... How my dad has me. Um, got a little sidetracked there. That wasn't where I meant to go with that. <laughs> um, another reason why it's bad to date an Asian girl when you're a black guy is because black women hate that shit. They hate it when they see a black guy with another race of women. And I get it. I feel you, Simone. No, I know. <laughs> no. It's just because like, if you're an interracial couple who does role play, it gets racist quick. Just... <laughs> instantly off the bat racist like she only lets me eat her ass now which is tough because of the whole bump situation so i'm eating her ass just reciting lines from rush hour two i'm just down there like lee she's getting her ass eaten just like you know from rush hour that's what they say when they fuck each other it's in the deleted scenes that's why rush hour three didn't do so good they didn't they cut out the fucking part um yeah, it's uh, it's a good day to be here. I'm trying to think, you ever notice how white people do this thing where they go find themselves? Have you ever noticed that? They like take time out to go find themselves. Like I can never like go to my parents and be like, "Hey, Dad, I'm not gonna work for like a year, and I'm not gonna go to school either, but I'm gonna find myself, Dad." My dad would be like, "Nigga, what?" That's another phrase my dad likes to use a lot is like, nigga what? Like, I've been called nigga a lot growing up. Like I thought that was my name at some point. But my dad likes to use the two words together. Like if I'm like, hey dad, I got a white girl pregnant. He'd be like, nigga what? But if I'm like, hey dad, I had sex with my teacher. He'd be like, nigga what? <laughs> my goal for that joke is to have white people walking out of here going, nigga what? <laughs> Just putting on some shoes. Nigga, what? 
Now, white people can't say that. It's the one thing you can't do. White privilege covers 99% of life besides the N-word. That's the one thing you can't do. N-word, eat salsa, what else? Dance, keep up rhythm. I kind of smell bad sometimes. It's a lot of things. I'm trying not to make eye contact with the white people in the room. <laughs> just kidding, just, just joking. I like white people. I do. I have a lot of white friends. It's tough because they don't, you know, they don't understand what black people go through. Like the whole black guy, Asian girlfriend thing. They don't know. They don't get it. White people date people who look like themselves. I'm kidding. That's fucked up. <laughs> I'm joking a little bit. <laughs> I'm just saying there's like, there's a lot of incest porn out right now. I don't know if you've noticed that in the it, right? It's not, right? Oh, that was... Strong reactions. <laughs> Fuck my sister last night. No, nah. <laughs> nah, but it's a, it's a weird thing that's like popping. You know, it's always like the mom is like asleep in the front room and like, you know, the brother and the stepsister are like back there fucking each other. I haven't seen it. I'm just guessing what, <laughs> what that shit could be like. No, I watched it. It was pretty great. I um, People normally freak out when I say the word incest porn because it's like, I'm like, it's not like it's, they're actually brother and fucking sister. They're acting as if that's what's going on, right? Like, I'm addicted to porn and weed, which are two very hard things to quit. You know, it's, it's tough. Because with porn, anything goes. Like, political correctness doesn't apply to porn, ever. There will never stop being offensive porn, no matter what the world goes through. Just saying. That's why I, uh, I jack off, which is tough because I am an activist, like dude said earlier, and it's hard. I, I swear, you know how hard it is to masturbate when you're getting updates from CNN? <laughs> it's pretty, it just goes up and down, up and down. It's fucking, it's the worst. I found out about North Korea when I was fucking, and that was just like, whoo, my dick got super soft. I was like, they're aiming for who? Yes, yeah, too soon. That's right now. So all of you, like, her face was like, shit. I tried to get away from that shit coming to a comedy show. I got sucked right back in. <laughs> all right, I'm going to start telling some jokes now. So um, the other day I saw this cat, and I said, what's up, cat? The cat was like, rough. And I was like, you're not a cat. All right, that was the worst joke I ever told my whole life. <laughs> Here's a better one. My grandma's in a retirement home right now, and uh, I kind of put her there with my porn addiction. I'll tell you how. Uh, she, she had Comcast, which was like the best shit ever. If you like softcore porn that isn't really that good, Comcast is the thing to get. And so she couldn't read the bill, so I kept on buying shit constantly. Just kept on buying shit and buying more and more videos. So during family holidays, she would go around and be like, Comcast is scamming me. Somebody's buying all these videos that I'm not buying. And everybody thought she was old and crazy, so they put her in a retirement home. Yeah. Fucked up shit. I didn't, what, what was I going to do? Save her? I'd be like, no, wait, it's me. I'm terrible at age seven. Like, fuck. I'm watching all this porn. No. Had a reputation to hold up. They wouldn't have paid for me to go to college if I came forth <laughs> with that shit. All right? Fucking made it. Look at my sweater. My goddamn sweater. Nah, but she's cool, though. She's the only one who can stand in her retirement home, so she's just like HBIC, just running shit. Like, it's... I heard someone call my grandma a bitch when I was there. I was like, who the fuck? 
Who's that? You know. You know how it is, the grandparents. Um, trying to think. Well, first time I got caught watching porn was uh was inside my parents like it was it was their bedroom but like i wasn't there in the act itself i like they had been recording the tv all day to record soap operas but i like went onto the tv and watched porn so later that night (laughs) my dad walks in the room he's already laughing i'm just like nervous as shit and like he brings me out and says mike you know we're recording the tv all day and i go to the tv and it shows where i paused it changed the channel where I like slowed down certain scenes. Just everything to the key. And like when I exited, it shows like how I deleted it and everything. It was bad. All the way to the genres and ca- is not good at all. Yeah. It's fucked up. It's very fucked up. Had a lot of childhood memories in there. Like I measured like how, how tall I am in that room and jacked off. Not. Not too far. Everything relates to porn in my life because that's, you know, the law of creation. I'm trying to, like, make sense of all. Come on, come in. Come in, Liam. I was just talking about you. All right. How's it going? Pretty good. I'm going to talk about porn. So if you notice that, like, porn categories and, like, job descriptions are pretty much the same list. You know what I mean? It's like teacher, bukkake, <laughs> flight attendant, orgy, interracial. That's, like, that could be anything. That could be the kid that this guy and this girl have tonight. Just made that awkward for my friend Liam. He <laughs> Sorry, Liam. How much, how much time do I have left? Am I, am I killing it? Five minutes? Whoa. Damn, I gotta talk about, okay, I'll talk about Liam. <laughs> so the first time I met Liam, I was just minding my own business, right? Like I was just in the club dancing by myself. You know how guys are, right? When they try to dance with you, no respect. Just come up to you, grab you by the waist, and just. <laughs> and I didn't appreciate it. I was like, Liam, I'm in Safeway right now. Nigga, you try not to, try not to try to fuck me in front of this bread? <laughs> nah, he's a good guy, I promise. He called me back and shit, that's why he's here now. I don't know. He's trying to fucking make me jealous now, apparently, but you know, it's cool, it's fine. Now, before you came in here, I talked about how my girlfriend is Asian and how it's just the best. Like, Asian, uh, Asian pussy is fantastic. I'm just going to let you guys know. It's, uh, like, when you think about it, like, Chinese pussy is so good that they have a population problem right now. <laughs> right? They can't stop fucking. Like, it's that good. They, like, the, the air is all smoggy and shit. They're just like, fuck it. This pussy is the best in the planet. We got to just keep having kids. No, don't have too many. But no, it's, I've never been to China though, so I don't know if that's really how it works. Where, where are you from? Yeah. Woo! If I could trade places. Damn, you came to America during our season finale, which is great, this is fucking. <laughs> Come on in. It's talking about the United States of ass. Yeah. Hey. Hi. So, yeah, did they have slavery in Canada? Is that a thing? No? They just stopped? I think that's interesting because, like, all the U.S. was fucked up. And then they got to, like, oh, it's too cold for these slaves. Let's stay in Arkansas or the fuck the, the border between Canada is. 
I don't know. I wish I was one of those guys. Man. But it's not like I've been enslaved myself, but it's fucked up to think that like every black person you see in the United States, it's like your great grandparents can't use ancestry. You know, ancestry is just for white people. Just saying, because slavery and other fucked up shit that happened. It's like I got, I got dark quick. I'm sorry. I'm bumming everybody out. I had a stressful day. I didn't jack off today. That's why. That's why. I have a stressful day. I haven't emptied that out. Sometimes my balls get too heavy. Don't you hate that? And your scrotum's just weighing a ton. Just gets real sweaty. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know what's on your guys' mind. What's going on in your lives? Scrotums? They're pretty elastic. I don't know. I used to think that like when squirrels, like flying squirrels were a thing, I was like, it'd be funny if somebody did that with their nuts. They just, like Elasta Woman. <laughs> Elasta Woman. You guys remember that shit from the, the Incredibles, right? Elasta girl, yeah. Elasta woman. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Elasta woman. I'd be like, who the fuck? <laughs> Get away from me. No, she doesn't have a scrotum either. It's a shame. Yeah. No, we don't know that. Pixar never. They always have like Easter eggs in other movies. One could be like, she has a scrotum. <laughs> no, one minute. <laughs> yeah, no, she doesn't have a scrotum. I couldn't be a girl though either. In just a lot of ways, like. I can imagine bleeding out of my dick. It's the main thing. I don't really have a joke about that. It's one thing that I've always kind of been curious about. It just sucks. Imagine if every man was more angry than he normally is during a certain time in the month. Yeah. Woo! We'd be in World War Seven at this point, just angry. Ah! I have cramps! <laughs> but I'm horny at the same time? That's fucked up! <laughs> That's so crazy. Need head, your dick is bleeding. No, I'm not gonna suck your dick. Drink some cranberry juice, you fucking weirdo. All right, y'all, my name is Mike. Have a good night. Mike Evans Jr., everyone. Yes, now I'm gonna think about scrotums and bleeding dicks for the rest of the night. I can't wait. Your, your next comedian is one of my favorite people in the whole world. He is so funny, and he is... The, if anyone looked at the Facebook thing today, and you're like, why is there a Benedict Cumberbatch on the Benedict, Eggs Benedict? And it's because he actually is one of the... He's a friends with Benedicts, and he's a master of brunch and also of telling hilarious jokes. So you guys are going to love him right now. Your headliner, Chris Knatzer! <laughs> Oh, thank you very much. Every comic dream to be brought up with his day job. <laughs> I do. I work at a brunch <laughs> that serves Benedicts. Uh, yeah. Well, it's already been a weird night. I don't know if you've heard, but I'm a weird dude. Um, no, sure. I like to think about a lot of stuff. I've just been sitting at home all day, getting high, binge watching my life fall apart. <laughs> I like to look at the news. You see this story? Nobody ever sees these stories, but I swear to God, it was in the newspaper in Panama City Beach, the human chain saved those people. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. This family of six, these fucking dumb fucks, 
uh, got swept out by the riptide on Panama City Beach, and they couldn't make it back. They were going to die. So these four other people tried to help them, and they got stuck, and they were going to die. <laughs> yeah. And so people on the beach knew what was happening. The Coast Guard couldn't get there. The cops couldn't get there. So they just formed a human chain of 80 people all the way out to the riptide and slowly brought them back one by one, saved 10 lives that day. Yeah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> because what we've done is we just banded together to save 10 Floridians. So you're not reading the news, so you don't know why that's bad. What if they're voters? <laughs> why we keep turning our back on Mother Nature? Right? She came for those 10. <laughs> and we intervened. Who do we think we are? I'm serious. I'm tired of our arrogance. You like pandas? Who doesn't like pandas? They're adorable. It's not a trick question. They're awesome. <laughs> uh, but if you really pay attention to our relationship with pandas, I think you're going to notice a few troubling things I have. Uh, panda bears, first of all, research all this, all facts. Panda bears, the only species on the planet that can walk eat and shit at the same time. Isn't that amazing? No, it's not. It's chronic depression. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? Why would you want to walk and eat and shit all at the same time? It's sad. Our scientific nomenclature also betrays us. You know, we have uh, scientists, they're always calling a group of animals something crazy like a murder of crows or a pod of whales. You know what we call a group of pandas? Anyone? An embarrassment of pandas. It's <laughs> absolutely true. How sad is that? <laughs> I know y'all are watching the same panda documentaries I am. What do, what do panda bears eat? Bamboo. What, bamboo. That's right. You ever eat bamboo? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Get ready for a hangry nap. No nutrients. Pandas are feeding themselves fewer nutrients than any other species on earth. Why? Because pandas want to die. <laughs> we, it's true our species is doomed but we don't have to take them down let pandas go let's let them go but we don't we force feed them and we force breed them you know pandas don't mate in the wild they absolutely do not mate with each other in the wild but we have set up state-sponsored rape camps to slake our thirst for adorable panda videos on the internet what are we doing we have to let pandas go. They're ready to leave this earth. We still have five, six hundred years, according to that New York Post article. <laughs> There's no punchlines at the end. It's just sad. It's, it's really sad. I worry about women, uh, the struggle, you know, they still, it's 2017. I mean, Hillary gave it a shot, but come on, we're not ready. <laughs> We're not ready, not ready for that much authority. And, uh, you know, maybe let's, let's try a sports league first. Let's let a woman be uh, the commissioner of a major sports league. Hasn't happened yet. Let's try that. Then maybe we'll try the country, okay? <laughs> no, I worry about it. That sucks. That stinks. And I think part of it's built into the lexicon, right? The power of language. How come all these... Uh, you know, like, uh, he's looking at me, he's like, I don't know. He's like, hey, man, fuck you, I don't like that, like, that last joke. I'll be like, hey, man, uh, suck my dick. Uh, 
But you know what I mean? It's not an actual, I'm not actually, it's not an offer. It's not a homosexual thing. It's not a sexual thing at all. It's a thing of power. I'm trying to assert myself. You suck my dick. So let's just flip the language on that and make it a female-dominated thing. Let the matriarchy dominate the language for once, right? So I'll make a conscious effort when I'm like, you know, you cut me off in traffic. I'm like, hey, man, fuck you. Eat a bag of dicks, motherfucker. Instead, I'll be like, oh, goddamn, fuck you, man. Eat a sack of cunts. <laughs> right? Just make it female. No, nobody's going with this. Why motherfucker? Why not father cucker? <laughs> Huh? Yeah, this titty sucker knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> and it doesn't have to, you don't have to eat a hot sack of fucking cunts. You can, uh, you know, eat a bowl of non-gender specific genitalia, you fucking asshole. Why don't you eat a big fucking assortment of cocks and pussies and fucking shit that's not even carved out yet? We don't fucking... <laughs> Fuck you. Why doesn't always suck my dick? It's part of the problem. Uh, I thought about I thought about that stuff. I, I'm from Texas originally. Thank you. Yeah, I know. It never goes well. Uh, I think about the same things there. You know, women in Texas uh, have very limited access to abortion now. It's about to become a national fight. Uh, and I have a very simple solution for my great home state. Again, the power of language makes both sides happy, brings everyone together. All we have to do, y'all, is rename abortions. Right? Let's just call them fun size executions. <laughs> See? Yeah, it works. <laughs> Feel how we came together? Yeah, just take capital punishment and make it lowercase. <laughs> it's fine. Can't just do it for the kids, to the kids. Let's just take care let's take care of the children, yeah. Oh good. <laughs> I uh, Oh, you know, I saw something really weird while I was sitting out here. Uh, very strange, but a guy went by on a motorized skateboard. Have you seen these? Like, you don't have to do anything. You just stand on them, and you push a button, and they... And so he goes by, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of nifty. And then a guy behind him on a bike, like this big burly dude with a big... Kind of look like me. Uh, on a bike was like, hey, fuck you, you fucking pussy. Fuck you. Get the fuck out of the mission. Fuck you, you fucking pussy. Just shaming him, like, for his, uh, his electric skateboard. And everybody was okay with it. Like, everybody on the, yeah, everybody on the sidewalk was kind of like, yeah, fuck that douche. <laughs> that motherfucker. But, I mean, what, you know, is it that bad? Because anything else, like, you can't fat shame on that corner. I can't be like, hey, look at this fucking load. This motherfucker, everybody would be like, hey, dude, you're in San Francisco. You can't. What the fuck is wrong with you? But they were just shaming the shit out of this guy. I felt bad for him. He couldn't, like, out of there fast enough. Uh, and he's probably going to have to deal with it on the next corner. Poor guy. And I was just like, is it always like that? You know, like the first automobiles? Like the Model Ts? You know, the rich guys, like, driving through his neighborhood, and everybody with their horse was like, get on, you fucking pussy. Get out of here. Look at your fucking mechanical horse, you pussy wipe. I don't know what their slurs were back then, but they were definitely... They were definitely female or homosexual in nature. Derogatory. <laughs> what about the first, well, you know, what about the first person to use a wheelchair? Were they taking shit from the community? <laughs> you lazy piece of shit. <laughs> Just drag yourself around on your hands like we do. <laughs> fucking getting in a fucking chair with wheels. Look at this piece of shit. Gentrifier tech motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> 
this fucking fancy chair. <laughs> Let's just give people a break, I feel like. Too much society bullshit? All right, we'll turn the mirror on me. <laughs> I have jokes. Um, now, I'm, I'm in a, you wouldn't guess this probably, but I am in a relationship. Uh, thanks. Yeah, like, uh, like most relationships, not going well. Uh, yeah, we're in the same, how long have you been in a relationship? Why would you even woo that? How long? Three months. Two months, four months, yeah, four weeks, four days, four, four tender dates, four weeks, okay. <laughs> a month. A month, yeah, no, because you're still in the groove. You're in the groove, and then when you just turn your head one day, you're just like eating a burrito with your lady, and then that groove becomes a rut. You don't know how you got stuck in it, and it is cut in there deep, uh, real bad. You keep having the same arguments over and over. The first couple times you have the argument, it's playful, it's fun, you have sex afterwards. But then it just becomes uh, every day. My girl's on me about getting in shape. Now I just tell her, baby, I'm in perfect shape. I chose a pair. And, uh, she hates it. And well, well, what bothers me, though, what hurts my feelings, is I know it's not just the shape of my body that bothers her. It's also the texture. Yeah. Yeah, she says when I'm naked, I look like a snowman rolled across a busy barbershop floor. hurtful <laughs> yeah, she says she doesn't know where the carpet ends and the drapes begin <sighs> we have a language barrier my girlfriend and I she's a real stickler for grammar anybody date a nightmare like this you do it's awful like I try too. I'm not the strongest speller and uh, proper pronunciation always been my Achilles heel but you know it's just it makes sex talk tough, like dirty talk's not impossible. I, uh, tonight, even, I just I sidled up behind her. I said, ooh, baby, I want to fuck you so bad. And she pulled away. So I corrected my grammar. I said, baby, I want to fuck you so poorly. Please, let's just do it. I, uh, where'd you meet? Did you meet online? Online. Anybody else dating somebody they met online? Yeah, well, see, it's working out for people. That's, I met my girlfriend online. We met on a dating website called Backpage.com. You ever hear of that one? Uh, it's because the Fed shut down some of it, but it's still a pretty good place to meet people. Uh, yeah, so you're right. My girlfriend is a prostitute. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, it's true. Uh, that's the best part. I don't even have a punchline for that because it's just true. So I just, <laughs> people always laugh. Uh, feels, feels so good. Who's the whore? I use that for a laugh every time. Who's the whore? Uh, no, but she's a working girl. And uh, I get, I get, see, another laugh. I get down about it uh, as much as you would think. The hardest part for me, you know, is late at night. She gets home from work exhausted. And, uh, you know, I'll always massage your feet, which might be stupid. It's the only part that's not sore. Um, but so, sometimes the shoes are tight. Um, but I always uh, spoon my girlfriend to sleep. And very often in her sleep, she'll fart. And very often those farts smell like cologne. Uh, you laugh, but some of the gentlemen went stone silent. 
They're like, wait a minute. When I deceive my loved ones, spend my hard-earned money on a lady of the night, I don't douse my genitals with cologne. No, that smell, it's coming from their wrists. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if you don't get that, good for you. Uh, <laughs> I know most of you absolutely get the joke. You just don't care for it. Uh, <laughs> most people don't. Uh, but I don't care. I'm going to keep telling it because uh, I, I am. I believe in my heart uh, that that's the sweetest, most tender anal fisting joke you're going to get. Uh, certainly in the Bay Area. Certainly around these parts. <laughs> oh, you, uh, you think about death a lot. You know, if you date a prostitute for too long. That's why I worry about Planned Parenthood. I go there a lot uh, since they still have it here. And by, maybe there wouldn't be such a fierce attack on Planned Parenthood with a little rebranding, right? You ever hang out there? Not a lot of strong planners in the lobby. <laughs> We're all sort of at a loss uh, when I'm there. Uh, but I think, you know, I sit in there a lot and I think about death. And um, one of my... One of my favorite quotes of all time, it's a very famous American quote, you've probably heard it, we leave this world the way we came in, naked and alone. Right, you've heard that before. We leave this world the way we came in, naked and alone. How terrifying, right? Because I also came into this world shrieking, covered in blood, my foot caught in a vagina. <laughs> I don't wanna go out like that. It's scary, but what scares me the most is how familiar we all are with that famous saying, we leave this world the way we came in, naked and alone. You know the origin of that saying? You can check my facts on this. We leave this world the way we came in, naked and alone, it comes from the hit WB television series, One Tree Hill. <laughs> it does, look it up. That's absolutely true. Isn't that crazy? What does that say about us as a society? We, we, have a, we have a society so culturally bereft that we just let them cancel One Tree Hill. <laughs> Come on. That's a great show. Outrageous. <sighs> I, uh, these are dark times, I feel like, in our country. And uh, I wasn't gonna talk about this, but I might as well. I feel crazy right now. I just recently committed my first hate crime. And uh, it's, that's not quite the appropriate response, but thank you. <laughs> I still, I'll always take a laugh, even when you have no rights, sir. Um, no, I did, I committed my first hate crime and I, I, feel, I feel terrible. I'll tell you how it went down. I uh, was at a Walgreens yesterday and uh, there, I was in the candy aisle and there was an African-American gentleman sort of bent over in the candy aisle and I was trying to get past him and I accidentally knocked him over a little bit and he sprang up and hit me across the chest with the back of his hand. He said, get the fuck up off me and he called me the N-word and I was like, I didn't know whether to be terrified or flattered and I was just like, <laughs> you know, but I started shaking and uh, I just got so upset so I didn't know what to do so I just followed him around the store and uh, like everywhere I went, I just like stole a bunch of shit. And uh, I waited for him, you know, to make his purchase. 
And as he did, I just dipped out with him, and uh, the alarm went off, and I just kept walking, and they got him. Uh, yeah, they got him, and it felt good. Uh, just, you know, for a minute, I'm not, I'm not like a total monster. Um, so, so I, you know, I calmed down. I was like, oh, my God, I got to go back. And so I went back to the Walgreens, and uh, they're holding him there waiting for the cops, I guess, security's there. And I go overnight like, hey, it was actually me, I, I stole the stuff. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, no, I, I swear, I took all the stuff that set off the alarm and the security guard came over and she's like, sir, what you're doing is so nice. <laughs> but we got him. And I was like, all right, all right, seriously, check my backpack, check the footage. I started getting really agitated, it was me. So then the uh, manager of the Walgreens came over and he put his, hand on my shoulder to calm me down and I turned around and I shot that motherfucker in the face because I do not let Chinese people touch me. It's fucking gross. Yeah, that's my first hate crime. Yeah. And uh, I tell you the sad part uh, honestly is uh, and he has two daughters that he left behind. Uh, but that's, they're okay, because I'm gonna take care of them with my comedy earnings. Um, but uh, <laughs> they'll be fine. But what the sad part is, after the dust settled, found out the guy was Korean. <laughs> so now I do feel kind of racist. <laughs> I feel, I feel, I feel, feel bad. <laughs> All right, thank you. Um, I do, uh, if you get uncomfortable, we'll talk about something else. I have like more animal genocide jokes. Uh, <laughs> but um, dating a prostitute, uh, my girlfriend, well, you seem to really connect with that. I'm not sure why. Um, no, but my, and you can, you can look it all up if you really want to be ambitious about it. But my, my girlfriend is known as San Francisco's premier provider of BBFS. A lot of, <laughs> careful, a lot of, a lot of fellas <laughs> pretending they don't know that that stands for bareback full service. Um, my girlfriend doesn't use condoms and uh, has gained quite a reputation. And before you judge, re read some of the reviews, like uh, Captain, <laughs> yeah, Captain Cream Pie 1972. That guy's got some really legendary stuff on there about her. Um, <laughs> but you have to, I, I worry because there are young people in the audience. Is anybody using condoms? Nope, good, a bunch of raw doggers. All right, don't have to worry about it. No free condoms at Mutiny. <laughs> well, good, then we don't, I don't have to do the PSA. Because it is, you've heard about the new gonorrhea, right, they just can't cure it now. <laughs> That's actually in the news this week. Gonorrhea is getting so good, we can't, we're like really battling it. Um, and the reason it got so strong is because it had to overcome latex. If we had just fucked without rubbers all these years and got the regular old gonorrhea, regular old gonorrhea would still be curable. But, <laughs> but you don't. You, you try to beat the disease, and the disease tries to beat you, and guess who always wins? Always the disease. Always the disease. So gonorrhea is like a real, real, like your kids don't even have kids because they're just going to have... <laughs> gross little glowing gonorrhea monsters. <laughs> this could be part of the evolution. Everybody thought we were gonna meld with robots. We might actually form a new species with gonorrhea. Because <laughs> we can't get rid of it. 
really do read the newspaper about this Panama Beach thing, because it'll make you cry, these dumb fucks in Florida. And, uh, <laughs> and then read about the gonorrhea. Uh, but I urge you not to use condoms. Don't read the gonorrhea article and be like, God damn, I gotta practice safe sex. Now, no, what's safe is to not use condoms because then maybe we can keep syphilis at bay. Maybe we can keep chlamydia at bay. Maybe we can keep super duper AIDS from developing. Uh, right? As a species, we need exposure to filth and disease in order to build up the proper antibodies to filth and disease. Anybody who's got kids will tell you, if you want it to have the proper immunities, you got to let it eat stuff off the ground, right? That's how I treat my cock. Just let it get in there, get some dirt in its mouth. Maybe swallow a penny. It'll be all right. <laughs> be all the better for it. <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine, uh, it's okay, he doesn't live in San Francisco, but he said, man, I got gonorrhea three times this year. And I'm like, no, you didn't. <laughs> you got gonorrhea once this year. <laughs> and twice, it was just like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, now you get gonorrhea for good. And you just, I mean, it's bad. I'm 45 years old. I already, when I pee, it's like tapping a maple tree. <laughs> just <laughs> drip. And uh, yeah, if I, <laughs> uh, you wait, you get the sugar pee. <laughs> You'll get it. You'll see what I'm talking about. Actually, I just sit down now. Why be a hero? <laughs> and also, there's something in there. There's like an O-ring or something in there. You don't even think about it. Your first 30 years on Earth, you don't even think about that thing working inside your cock. But it does. It pinches off everything, whatever you need. And uh, then mine just plumb give out. <laughs> and so now I'll just go and pee, and I'll be like, all right, I'm done. Oh, geez. Not done. And I'm like... I'll just stand here for a while. For sure done. And then I pee my pants. <laughs> Every time. So you might as well just sit down. Just sit down and dab it. When you get older, don't worry about it now. Well, you're going to have to worry about it like in your late 20s because you're going to have that gonorrhea. So you're going to get that fucking crazy gonorrhea for sure. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Are there anybody, anybody have a kid here? Anybody? Two, two people have kids. How many kids total? One, one, two people. All right, well, they're doomed. There's, I mean, they don't have a chance. They don't have a prayer. Did you read that New York Post article? It's now being refuted by other scientists. Don't you love it when scientists fight? Scientists are fighting in the news. You guys really need to get more depressed because I feel like if you get, <laughs> Depressed, you'll, it's like a, a self-fulfilling cycle. Then you just sit at home and you read the LA Times and then you just read all that garbage. It's terrifying. I like it because I had a vasectomy and this is the end of the line. So I want everybody to die at the same time as me. I don't want any of you to make it past me. <laughs> so I'm all for like a meteor or something. No, but this New York Post, <laughs> this article, the scientists, group of scientists said 600 years tops for the species and 100 years we lose Miami. Right? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Why were you rooting for the 10 that got pulled in by the human chain then? Okay. Someday I'll have punchlines for all this doom and gloom. Uh, and I'm sure your kids will be fine. The gonorrhea doesn't get them. And also it is hot. Like I was a climate change denier for a long time, mostly because I just don't care for Al Gore, right? There's something wrong about that guy. 
So I'm waiting for the shoe to drop on him, like a Cosby-sized shoe to drop off of Al Gore. And then, yeah. Golly, what was the deal with Cosby? Did you see him coming out of the mistrial? Anybody see that? Yeah, and he said, hey, hey, hey. He did that, the Fat Albert, hey, hey, hey. And that's when I knew he definitely did it. <laughs> he definitely did it. It's hard. It's very hard. Bill Cosby was my favorite comic growing up, but now, like, we live in a rape culture, and everybody has to do their part. That's why I was saying, like, if you don't, if you don't agree with this, eat a hot sack of cunts. Um, but for me, like, it's really hard to admit, after everything we know about Bill Cosby, only been able to push him down to, like, top seven comics of all time. <laughs> right? It's horrible. You start thinking about Thomas Jefferson. This guy's so depressing. You should light me and get me off the stage. Because anybody, you re yeah, one minute. Because, you know, Thomas Jefferson's kid was a slave on his own plantation. But he's like on a nickel or something. So if you think you're getting the Cosby show out of syndication, you're crazy. <laughs> All right, I'll leave it there. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Chris Kanazer, everyone, your headliner. I'm so glad he brought up Cosby. Uh, I'll, I'll just, I'll, I'll leave you guys with my, with my one Cosby thing. I don't think he should have been tried for rape. I think he should have been tried for prostitution because half the women that he raped, they knew that they were getting drugs and he'd sleep with them. Like she, he put one girl through college. So I'm like, the problem isn't rape, the problem is prostitution. Nobody? No one can get on board with that? He just didn't pay him any money. That was the problem. I mean, kind of, though, he did. I mean, they're going to char charge him for something that should have been pressed. The problem is that I love Bill Cosby too much because he's much nicer than my actual dad. <laughs> no matter what anybody says, I love the Huxtable family. Real family, yay! They still seem to love each other. And Lisa Bonet, what a sister. She's so hot, right? Uh, I have a, a trouble blurring the lines of reality and uh, TV because uh, 90210 did a number on me. Yay. Uh, thank you, guys. That was cute. 90210 did a number on me. That, was, that just came out of my face, and that was cute. But uh, shh, I'm punny. I don't even know it. Thank you guys all so much for being here on Pemptastic's Comedy Clubhouse here at Mutiny Radio every Friday. Uh, if you guys had a good time, tell your friends to come back. It's only $5 every week for this great show. Everybody, clap for all the comedians you saw. Yay! Yay! Jane and Mike and Mike and everybody else that's not here anymore. Um, seriously, guys, thanks so much. Have a great night. And uh, tomorrow, there's, a, there's stuff. We're having stuff like every Friday and Saturday all the way through August. So uh, come join us in Mutiny Radio. Thank you. Good night. Yay! Time, who danced till sunup, who caused the sun to set again with irreverent bow, who rival the moon with gravitational force, who leave rooms feeling empty and earthquake struck, who don't give a fuck, who make, who do, who dream out loud and laugh like maniacs, who draw shock and doll on faces graced with watching, who create from the soul of an orgasm, who swagger even alone in the shower, who fight with passion and love with passion and are passion, who catapult a 
silver cliffs in the name of revolution, who would rather die than fall in line to conform, who constantly challenge the norm, who greet each and every day as if just born. I say to you, I know your greatness, the way a suicide jumper knows weightless just before the impact, and in fact, I know it best when I say to you, I love you. The Night Space brings you high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. Listen to San Francisco's finest underground comedians read crazy stories written by me, Arden, on The Night Space. The Night Space featuring high time story time every Wednesday night from 10 to midnight on Mutiny Radio. High Time Story Time Volume 1 now available on Amazon.com for Kindle and electronic download. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-face McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. You mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit, it's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? Thank you! 
crash to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son! Tell me what you think about your situation. Complication, aggravation. Is it getting to you? 